It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Yeah. Yep. Hold on. Like ten people waiting. Hold on. I got, I gotta get. I gotta look at. I gotta look at everybody first. Hi. Say hi real quick. Oh, hello. Hi. 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 You can swipe. Okay. If you swipe. I know. I am. I'm just getting a good look at you guys to see what kind of personality you're sporting today. Okay. That's all right. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. We're going live. It's loading. Maybe we were live this whole time. Nope. Now it says we're live. There we are. We are live. Hello, everybody out in um, wonderful uh, YouTube land. Chris is reporting from Alaska. <laughs> yeah, ev- ev- everybody's, everybody's cold, apparently, except for Danny. <laughs> I, know. I know. Like, Mo, you're in Chicago. Are you in your car, Mo? You better believe it. <laughs> you got the heat on? You got the heat You on? better believe it. <laughs> I dig that. I dig Speed that. Speed warmers. Uh, yeah, actually a little toasty in here, but we do what we got to do. Hey, and by the way, I didn't, I didn't say I wasn't cold. I just told you the temperature. I am cold. You ain't pretty shit, much. Man. If it's 71 and under, I'm cold. Uh, yeah, that's, that's garbage, dude. That's garbage. You know, I'm going to keep my comments to myself because I, that's a first. Oh, that's a first. It's, it's not even a minute in. So. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, why don't you grow your hair out? Keep you warm. I've tried for 40 years and it didn't work. (laughs) 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 Uh, Let's kick it off with a round of introductions uh, for the folks who have joined us in the live chat. Uh, Let's go podcast by podcast. Have everybody introduce themselves, say what you're smoking tonight, what you might be drinking tonight, uh, what you're enjoying. We're stealing that from TLE. You're welcome. Uh, So TLE, do you guys want to go first? Yeah, sure. Amy, why don't you go? Hello, my name is Amy, and I'm drinking and smoking. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an alcoholic, and I love cigars. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, so we're actually, both of us are drinking the Basil Hayden's. It's a staple in this house. And I am smoking the fancy shit. No, I pulled this out. For, oh. for Drew, because he's the Cuban smoker in this in this little life. You know what I mean? So, in your name, bro. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> just, just for you. The Room 101 Connecticut. Forest Connecticut. So nice. Cheers to everybody out there. Cheers. 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 All right. Thanks, Taylor. Uh For those who are joining us, too, uh, this is the second time we've done this. It was so awesome the first time that we're never going to stop. So you'll see it 5, 10, 15, 20 times, and it'll be just as good every time. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you realize it's been seven months since we've been together, right? Oh, my God. Almost it's like to the day. It's yeah. crazy. I didn't realize that. That's great. Yep. Well, it's a good time to get together, my friends. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So hey, what you guys smoking on? So I'm smoking the Angels Anvil 2014 by Crown Heads, and I'm drinking a combination of things. 
wild turkey rare breed and larceny which is a delicious weeded bourbon that's very inexpensive so it's one that i can sip on and not feel bad about drinking the whole bottle so and by i will say by the end of this i will be drunk in it and <laughs> all right so are you mixing them or is it like no i'm not mixing them i'm not an animal I thought the same well, thing. I thought though. the same thing. So listen, <laughs> he has a valid yeah. question. Here's 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 what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. I want to get drunk enough to put my butt cheeks up against this window so my neighbors <laughs> can see them. That that is my ultimate goal, without feeling bad about it. So if we get there, it's a successful night. Okay. Yeah. We're not live by then. Probably not the first time either. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my god. No, Chris, you weren't here last time. It, yeah, I wasn't here. Like, I was feeling ill, and uh, we had a stand-in. Um, very nice young lady, uh, Cigar Corojo. Thanks for stepping in. This time, though, I'm actually on remote location. I'm in the hills of Kentucky currently hunting black bear. I'm at Base Camp Alpha here, and I am smoking the Muwat fire cured to get in the spirit of, of, of hunting black bear. Now, I don't traditionally do it with bows or... or uh, or rifles. Um, I'm I'm here to simply cover my gloves in kerosene, light them on fire, and fist fight a bear. Because I think cigars is one of the manliest things to do, and I wanted to do the manliest activity I possibly could when I was out here. So um, if you see me step away, it'll probably be because there's a bear in the camp. Uh, but I'm excited to be here and uh, looking forward to our discussions. You know what? I have a question. So you would think the weirdest part about what Chris said is that he's there to fight a bear, but really what it is is the fact that he's smoking the muat. That's the weirdest thing about everything he said. So I'm a little concerned why you're not smoking something else. But I guess from where you're at, it kind of makes sense. I'll give you a pass. No, actually, I'm lying. But I I, um, I uh, uh, am smoking. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. It's an LFD Oro oh, 50th yeah. anniversary. So there that's what go. I'm smoking. Yeah. There you go. So, Chris, we've seen like nothing from Cigar Corojo. What happened to this poor woman? Um, she is, uh, uh, to put it bluntly, I talked to her probably about a month ago. She's been kind of radio silent. Um, but um, from what I can understand is that she blew up and she is actually filming her first porno. Um, <laughs> okay. So oh, that she, kind of blew up. <laughs> so she's 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 currently filming um and expects to be back the next time around so uh we might see both of us on the show next time it might be me and cigar corojo uh which probably will be challenging um but we'll we'll see how it plays out <laughs> i'm looking forward to that <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically going to be like Eddie Murphy in multiple fucking costumes coming in and out of frame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Drew, Drew, what you got, man? Nothing and water. There's Drew. Jesus Christ, Drew. Drew. All right. Oh, Drew. Thanks for your contribution. Mo, what you got, man? Unmute. Rookie. I'm smoking a Patina Habano and drinking a Monster Sugar Free. Oh. And uh, keep the calories stay, down. That's to, stay, that's to stay awake because I'm tired and tired of Danny's those? middle finger that I'm about to shove up his ass. 
Oh, Mo is <laughs> and so, so aggressive uh, tonight. What is going and on? Other than that, ah. uh, I'm glad to be here. You guys are all awesome. Um, it is a blessing to be surrounded by good people as always. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting this kicked off, man. Yeah. Salam. Uh, Danny, you're all that's left, man. Oh, all right. What's Who up? Who are you? Uh, so I got, uh, I got that Taiwanese Red Bull. Jesus mm. Christ. What is Ooh. that? So that this is the, this is the OG Red Bull from Taiwan. What are you compensating for, bro? No, it's not that big. Look. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm compensating for sleep apnea is what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> And and then I washed it down with some vitamin water. I'm kidding. Uh, just regular Red Bull. I do have the Taiwanese ones, but this is a liquid. This is liquid cocaine. So if you get cocaine, you just melt it with a little bit of water. They put it in this bottle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. Re- no regulatory process in Taiwan. We know this. Uh, well, there there no. That's there is one. They just don't do anything about it. They yeah. There you go. They don't enforce it. <laughs> Just kidding, island of Taiwan. Don't send me letters. I don't read Taiwanese or whatever it's called. So. You, you don't read anything if you can avoid it. I don't, don't read. read. <laughs> uh, I am smoking this. I did this for you for don't our read girl, Taiwanese. Our CLE, uh, yeah. for Matt, uh, a little farce, Maduro. Yeah, yeah. I, I might just go ham on it if I just keep going. So, wow, so nice I, sick flex, bro. Wait a minute. Hold on. We can't let this go unaddressed. Danny, Thai people don't speak Taiwanese. Oh, what are they Chinese? People from Taiwan speak. Well, first of all, they probably speak Chinese. But what? Uh, how did Thai, Thai people do not speak Taiwanese, man? Sorry, I don't know what they speak. But they are Taiwanese. Are so much trouble? Cocaine. I think they just speak Thai. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well... Then fuck, fuck Taiwanese, whatever that is. <laughs> Corey, what were you going to say, dude? Let's, let's, let's shift this. What were you going to say, Corey? I was going to say, so I, you know, the farce Maduro, I want to talk about it real quick because I know that uh, TLE, you guys posted a picture, which I very um, intentionally commented on, knowing that I was going to get some flack back. And it was essentially just Matt Booth saying how inept I am as a cigar smoker. So I wanted to kick that off. And the fact that one, Mo said my brain was mushy right at the beginning of this. And then Matt also <laughs> said just yesterday that I'm an inept cigar smoker. So I'm uh, two for two with the negative no, comments. So Hold on a second. First of all, I love your Ragnar Lothbrook look. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, man, come on, bro. You're one of the most intelligent uh, people I've met in a long time. Well, thank you. Yo, Mo's on fire tonight. Yeah, I know. I like I like a fiery mo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hold back too much, so I figure amongst you guys, we're just gonna let it fly. Why not? Yeah, it's not like there's people watching live or anything. No big yeah. deal. Well, I did. Well, I, did I don't care. <laughs> I did want to say this. Um, I did invite a guest who's currently in the waiting room. So if you guys just want to hold on a second, let me grab Skip Martin. He'll be on the show. Um, he'll be we're on the leaving. rest of the show with us. <laughs> not even fucking with you. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man listen <laughs> listen i would if that was the case i would take the ash of this cigar and put it in my eyeball <laughs> so no worries there 
<laughs> if anyone didn't catch that reference, go back and watch the last one, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes that. There goes that Rich, hot ticket sponsorship. Tell me why. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I'm just drinking Elijah Craig, Amy. Nice. No smoking. <laughs> yeah, Corey, what are what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking Larceny. I'm drinking currently. I'm drinking Wild Turkey Rare Breed. But I'll switch over to Larceny in here in a little bit. Those those of you who are looking for a dose of courage and an enlargement of your testicles, <laughs> you may want to, or uh, other parts if you are, you know, whatever, then uh, whatever he's drinking might work. So what's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> Dude, I am, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say, like, the last one that we did was probably one of the funnest things I've ever done in terms of like cigar related, whatever. Right. And it's not so much the cigars, but it's the company. So I've been looking forward to this for so fucking long, like so long. And I'm so glad that the OG group is all back together. Even with Drew, who looks like he's falling asleep. I'm still really excited about it. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Drew, Drew is in podcast hell right now. <laughs> he does not want to be here. Drew is like, is this over yet? Is this over yet? We're going to see Drew like loading up some AR-15 magazines here in a little bit. He's just going to be putting bullets into a fucking magazine. <laughs> just here so he doesn't get fined. <laughs> I will say, I will say it's taken so long to redo this because... The TLE girls have blown up and no. been so busy for us. And they're they're exactly where I said they would be almost two years ago now. Uh when we had Amy on the uh, when we had Eric on the show. And uh just props props to you guys for for how you've kind of you guys took 2020 by the dude. Rank, I mean you guys school. literally you you and the Sultans and the Hot Ticket podcast, you guys allowed us, you made it possible, like for us. You know, you guys. Why? Because if we could do it, anybody can? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very accurate. I get it. Going. Trust me, I heard that about Patina a few times. <laughs> no, it's. You got you guys at true. least 10 followers. It's no, you guys. The thing is, is I think you guys don't give yourself enough credit either. You don't. It's the fact that you all just talk, just genuine. You're there's it. You do it for love, like you said, Danny. In in the last one, the last live that, that we, we did. Together. It's we're not doing it for anybody. We're just for the culture, for us, and and to create spaces for people that are looking to to fit in they feel so left out and we all we all create a different space for everybody and i mean 2020 it's just you know we we didn't know what the hell was happening you know in between the lives and shit like that and then i we guess we were trying to figure it out and then it took us so long it's just my job took off you know my my full time job just took off and i've been so busy and i she's been busy and it's just and fucking nonstop, man. I don't know what day it is. I'm like a chicken without I'm head, tired. Bro. I'm, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I'm <laughs> but thank you. Going crazy. You guys are doing great too, man. We're all doing great. Fuck that. We're the shit. We are the shit. There you go. These whole group. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that actually leads beautifully into a topic that I wrote down that I'm curious about your thoughts on. 
Uh, oh, man, speaking Cal of, with the transition. Uh, not not the same one we had two weeks ago, I hope. Dude, Cal, Cal was hitting me up early. He was like, what do you want to talk about? And I like gave him like two topics, and he was just like, what about this? What about this? And I knew you were going to come ready, bro. I knew it. I felt it. I rest. could feel it in my loins. He's great. Well, some of them will suck and we'll just move on quick, but your loins will be satisfied. Um, so, speaking of growing podcasts and growing audiences, what's a topic that you guys have covered that blew up bigger than you thought it would, right? Because we get ready for our podcast and we're like, oh, okay, well, this one might hit, it might miss, but some of them just hit that you do not expect. What was that for you? That. The one that really is Somalier. That is, to this day, I will say, is the one topic that we still hear people giving us opinions about. Yeah. That is legit, like, the number one. Obviously, there has been other ones that have been very close to it, but that one, I would say that is the number one. What's the consensus, guys? What do most people say that you interact with? About that? uh, Yeah. About the Somalier classes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much they all agree they all agree they're just like okay take here's here's a class that's going to take 800 to a thousand dollars of my money and i go mm-hmm. to uh, a certain spot a designated Location. area <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh sit and talk about tobacco for what i mean how many hours let's say 16 like 16 hours in total i don't know i don't know but and then you get a certificate signed you're a sommelier okay without i mean you know so some some people they they enjoyed it and that's good for them but uh for just just the the way that we were we were invited into one of them specifically and just the straight up like the sales pitch was hey we have um we have influencers. influencers with over 20,000 followers that are going to be in the class. Okay, I don't give a fuck. You should be like, there too. <laughs> I don't care. Well, then, then That's also, accreditation. Like, <laughs> but also, like, what, I mean, we t- I think we talked about this a little bit of, uh, last time. And I know we've talked to, Amy, Erica, we've probably talked about this before. Is like, what, what dictates being an influencer? What is r- truly influential in this industry? And, and number right. of followers, to me, is, <laughs> is not indicative of that at all. Like, it just simply is not. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I, it's... It's but to, right. but but to like put credibility to a program because of those factors right. doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Not at all. No. And then it pissed off quite a few people, and uh, we got messages and we got some phone calls. Um, and again, we didn't say any names. Just some of these some of these folks that uh, are in charge of um, these classes. They, you mean the people that benefit with money were yeah. mad. Yeah, yes. of course. Yes. You know, my fear, my fear of it was, was like, there were people that had never heard of it. And then, you know, we all start talking about it and they're like, oh, I'll sign up for that class because I want a certificate because yeah. I have friends that have no idea what the fuck cigars are, but I can show them this piece of paper that says, I know a lot about cigars and they don't right. know that it's kind of bullshit. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got my stimulus. So let me, let me go sign up for this class. Or something, right. So I was like, Great. yeah. So, but. <laughs> If you know, they should post their their certificates so we can all make fun of them. <laughs> speaking of uh, 
Speaking of Damn bullshit certificates, I just uh, I I did a Maker's Mark ambassador program. I just got my certificate in the mail today. It's about the same thing. They're like, we're gonna put your name on this barrel, and when you decide to come down to the Maker's plant, we're gonna give you a bottle of that barrel, but you're also going to pay for it at full price. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. It's just some guy ah, with a Sharpie. Congratulations, Corey. You played yourself. <laughs> yes, I remember did. Remember Casa, Casa de Monte Cristo was doing that too, right? With Was it them or was it the one? They would give you like the little punch, like the little gold key that looked like a punch if you, uh, or was it? Yeah. Oh, that, uh, the, yeah. The maestros, the yeah, maestros yeah. de tobacco, whatever. You just go online, you would do this little thing for free, and then they would send you like the little, I'll that have to find it. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never seen it. I never, I mean, I seen the key itself, but I never learned what it was. I saw it maybe five years ago for the first time ever. And yeah. people came to me and said, oh, I'm a member. And I was like, a member? What, what is this? And it's because they they, they got that. I don't yeah. know how. I, I never learned what it was exactly. But yeah. You went to the Casa de Monte Cristo site and there was, they had a link and then you would go on there and it was like this Maestros de Tabacos or something like that. And you'd, you would read and then there would be like a little questionnaire, a question thing at the end. You, and you did all these sections. I think it was three, four sections, something like that. And uh, if you pass and you finish it all, they would give you the PDF for you to print your thing. And then eventually, I don't know, <laughs> six weeks printer. later, there was a $40 inkjet printer. <laughs> put it up on the fucking wall. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's the same as the sommelier, right? But it's free, so at least there's more respect for that, right? Than right. Paying a G for it. Could you imagine putting that on your fucking resume and walking into a cigar store <laughs> looking for a fucking job? It's like, uh, well, uh, you can start as an intern for free. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Amy, you, Amy, you, you run a shop. Somebody comes in there with a resume and says, like, yeah, I smoke cigars all the time. And I was certified by uh, the Maestros de Tobacco online. Uh, this, this will be my face. <laughs> <laughs> really? Congratulations. I was about to hire you until you showed me that part. On <laughs> exactly. You were almost hired, but now, sorry, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you could, the amount of money that you could pay, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but you can literally take a trip to Nicaragua or Dominican Republic and go to multiple factories and learn so much. Way more. So much more valuable information and an experience that you can't get through a certified course. It's just totally different. Yeah. Why don't they give me a certificate then? (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's a tip though for for people that are watching and maybe haven't had the chance to go to nicaragua or Domin- i'm assuming dominican similar but please don't do it where you you go down and you start talking to the people in the factory about flavors you taste and this and that you will embarrass yourself like don't do it mm-hmm. nobody cares i agree that's i mean that is great point and yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, that's just a reality. Like a lot of people don't let people take advantage and, and try to tell you what it means to be a serious cigar smoker or a serious cigar consumer or a serious cigar, uh, somebody who works in the industry. There's no such thing, you know, there's no like template. Right. And, yeah. um, 
you know, I mean, everybody enjoys cigars in their own way. So don't let people profit off of you for no no reason. Yep. There it is. Uh, Let's keep this topic rolling, though, too. We got two pages of topics to get through. I'm not letting you guys go until we're done. Uh, Drew, you're going to have to answer a question here. What topic on the Sultans blew up more than you thought it would? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that Drew prefaces it with a laugh. That's my concern. Um, I don't know which one to go with. So... Oh, that's how so many, huh? Holy shit! Which ones blew up? News to me. Sultans has been around a lot. Bathwater. No, there's some funny ones. Um, uh, we talked about it. Well, I don't know if it made the cut on the on the episode. All about uh, barbacoa. (laughs) Barbacoa. (laughs) I think we got mixed up with a um, barbecue podcast. And our listener, no. we had like a million listens. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> that is barbacoa amazing. with the Sultans of Smoke. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's meat. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking epic. Meaty. That is so amazing. <laughs> That is pretty fucking amazing. Yes, it is. That is fucking amazing. You're like, why did the numbers spike? And then you see oh, your yeah. tags and it says barbacoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of so- barbacoa fans out there. <laughs> well, we, now we do it. Now we do that every week. <laughs> oh, that's so incredible. I love it. It's great. It's great. Uh, hot ticket. What about you guys? What blew up? Oh, I would have to say... Um, Definitely our overrated, underrated episodes tend to be the ones that create the most controversy and then get the most listens and then certainly get the most feedback. Mm -hmm. And I love the commentary. I love people agreeing and or disagreeing and then making a counter argument to some of the things we say, either saying someone's overrated or underrated. And again, this is like we talked about this before. This is just an opinion of ours based upon our own experiences and things that we know about certain organizations. And it is kind of a, I don't want to say it's taboo, but we put it out there. But I always preface to people like, we're also nobodies. Like people take it so personally. Don't say that. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, I don't want people to feel that like everything we say, not necessarily take it with a grain of salt. We're providing information, but like understand that you have your own opinion and, and use your own opinions and your own experiences to base whether or not you think something is overrated, underrated. It's just our experiences personally, but those episodes tend to be the ones that just garner the most attention and they really blew up for us. I mean, in terms of listenership and engagement is sometimes double or triple some of our standard episodes. So, And what's sad about it in all reality, we're going to run out of brands pretty fucking soon. So. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many brands. So then we started doing like a cigar edition. Chris and I were talking about like overrated, underrated, and talking cigar about the, about like the owners of the organizations, which could be a really taboo uh, subject. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to like, okay, Danny Vasquez pulls up. <laughs> what, do we yeah. say? what would you say? Oh, um, <laughs> I would say he's a bald headed beauty that has done nothing but amazing things for this industry and is insanely underrated. But we already did nothing. You should have stopped at done nothing. <laughs> we, but we already did patina. So I think uh, patina was one of the first ones we did. So 
Um, and that was, of course, a very underrated. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You guys are sweet. You got some awards this year, though. Or no, yeah. I saw that the dojo, right? That was awesome, man. Uh, under the radar. Fitting, right? Love it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Thank you, guys. There it is. Of course. There it is. Grab some cigars. Grab some Patina cigars. Uh, Voyage someday. Uh, the, the dongers oh, knockout is gone, right? Gone. Yeah, it's so it's a it's officially gone. Um, but we like we're still getting requests from people to like I probably daily I get multiple messages where people are like, Hey, is it still around? Can you still buy it? And it's one of those things where it was gonna be like a one and done, and then we were kind of gonna move on to another project. But it's got so much attention that even um our buddy Danny at Rodriguez was like, dude, we need to do another run of these because people still yeah. want them. So if you want the probably not, do I wouldn't run. I wouldn't do it. I would make <laughs> I would make a second one, make them wait even longer for the first one. Ooh, so yeah. that's that's what I want to do. That's what that was my intention. It was like, hey, this is yeah. this is over. We're moving on to the next thing. Because um, if if you flood it, then you know it isn't. But then when the next right. one, and then the, you know, I I wouldn't repeat just yet. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, everyone knows my trepidation around doing that, and and it was you know, it was a fun project that we got to do and it was enjoyable and the experience was great and the involvement was awesome and the feedback from everybody was really cool. What it solidified for us is that we want to continue doing those fun projects going forward. Not necessarily the same thing, but certain iterations of that Donger brand and, and you know, just variances in terms of, you know, tobacco types and blends and so on, maybe even, and, you know, interact with other factories too and, and not just do it with Rodriguez. So yeah, we'll see. But if- but if you want the first donger, you're going to probably have to get it sloppy seconds at this point because <laughs> you, you're probably going to have to get it from someone else. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's unfortunate, but uh, sometimes you just got to take sloppy seconds. I don't know. That's what you like, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I did get Re- my from reused donger. <laughs> that's that's how that. Ironically enough, that's how Chris got his. Yeah. So <laughs> I got the sloppy seconds of the donger. <laughs> so I think I think Mo is rubbing off on Amy now. <laughs> Sorry. What did I do? Right there. Sorry. More questions than answers about all this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that you guys touched on a little earlier, I want to come back to it. You were talking about influencers. Right. And I don't want to talk about influencers because I feel like that's beat to death. Uh, we've beaten that to death. Uh, but there are so there are a lot of people that talk about themselves as like an influencer, or a thought leader or somebody who's a voice of the industry. <laughs> what I'm curious about is is for thought you later. to fill in this blank when this person fill in the blank speaks about cigars or the cigar industry. People listen mm, I know when one. this person speaks about cigars. People oh. listen. So who is it? Sanj Patel. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sanj. That's it. I think you have to say hashtag sponsored. You have to say that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. no, Sanj is great. No. That's I think that's the person. I I mean a lot of people still don't I mean a lot of people know him, but or heard of him. Heard of him, but I he was just the shit that he says um is legit and he knows a lot of shit about the industry about the people about the cigars the shit that happens still learning but that's that's one guy that everybody listens to as far as you know 
amongst the people that we know. And when he did come on the podcast, that's everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? And of course, we got to give. Oh, I, let me let me say this, Ronnie, Ronnie too. Okay, Ronnie. Ronnie has a great. Uh, I got Ronnie has a great palate, and I think he has an underrated palate. And I think that his palate could be even better if he didn't smoke cigarettes. Um, but yeah, for sure. And uh, oh. he's a serial retro, or which is why he, you know he tastes things that some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But for me, I don't know if can I go next? I don't know. I just got some yeah, sure. so. Dive in. Uh if you've ever seen Steve Saka like hold court with in an event or uh, like you know, where he's doing like these learning about his brand and stuff like that. Now, Steve Saka is the, uh, one of the best marketers in the industry. Um but he does know his shit. And when, when he does these classes or whatever he's doing to like just kind of in a room where the attention's on him and he's talking about, not talking about his brand, he's talking about his cigars and the tobacco and the factories and all the shit that he knows, people just sit there like, yo, this dude is wild, right? Um, so for me, he was a guy that, not that it surprised me, but I was like, man, he's a lot better than I thought he was. Or, I, you know, I didn't expect him to be that good. So, there, and there, here, there's a long list, right? Oh, but sure. oh, 100%. It's a long he, list. He's just a guy that kind of popped into my head. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. And I, honestly, for me, Cal is like shortly, or not far behind him. Oh, and I always give I always give Cal some love about his. Oh, Cal. Dude, oh, yeah. Cal knows you knew entirely too much. It's insane. Like I, I almost didn't ask of, this question because I knew Danny was going to say some shit like that. Well, you always like, I say it all the time. You'll post like pictures of like books you're reading and stuff. And then it's like, you know, it's not just like, oh, photo op with this book. Guess what, guys? I'm learning. It's like, I know that you've just read through that book like nine times. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the difference, right? Are you are you questioning his ability to retain knowledge? Or are you complimenting <laughs> that he's a fast reader? <laughs> um. As someone who has really terrible comprehension skills, I would feel for him if his answer was, "I have to read through it nine times to understand." But I think, I think it's, I think it's just to make sure that he has the foundational understanding and that he's not missing any material. There yeah. you go. I like that. But he did anybody read, else have any actual answers? But he did have that one book. I do. I do have an answer. It's a little bit different because I think. I think there's the tobacco-related stuff, right, specifically around tobacco and varietals and and understanding what happens at the factories. But there's two people that stand out to me that I've learned a ton from um, where I think brand meets blend, and that is Matt Booth and uh, John Huber. Like those two folks to me have backgrounds from a branding perspective and then also have the interlaced intelligence and knowledge around the tobacco itself and those two components together could really make for successful brands. And, and I, I don't think anyone would argue on here. Room 101 and Crown Heads are two of the most successful that we know of in the industry. So I've learned a ton from both of those guys, just talking to them. I've talked to John Huber a lot more than I've talked to, um, to Matt, but certainly learned a lot from both of them. And I think they have a unique perspective given their backgrounds. Well, you know, it's funny when TLE and him were doing the uh, kill Matt Booth thing, yeah, I thought that that was super smart, and that was another Ronnie 
project idea thing. Um, speaking of which, because a lot of people love Matt. He's funny. He's entertaining. He's intelligent. He's lived this, you know, amazing, well-traveled life, right? Um, but sometimes that tobacco knowledge gets lost because he's so into the entertaining part of his event or his podcast or whatever he's doing, right? His photos, his jewelry, and this and that. But when you sit, like you're saying, when you sit and actually talk to him about what happens in the factory, and the, the, at, at least, at the very least, the tobacco that's in his cigars, not even just the blend. I mean, literally the, the tobacco in his cigars, that's like the dude, like, you know, that's, that's the guy that helps you sell cigars, right? So yeah. um, you're, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to, uh, because I am monitoring the chat. So Indiana Ortez is in here, which hey. I'm glad she was joined. But she did have a question. She said, guys, can you tell me what the umami flavor can be related to? I actually didn't know how to write it. <laughs> I don't know that she knew how to spell it, but that was a question that she had, if anybody can answer umami? that question. I mean, I'm, I've said, ooh, mommy before, but it's during uh, coitus and sexual relations. So I'm not really sure how to articulate that in terms of flavor. Oh, Corey. What? <laughs> mommy. Pro probably not the same. Who has control so he can be put out on the fucking, you know, waiting, waiting room? Waiting hey, listen, room? He has control. <laughs> yeah, I have control. And my butt cheeks are coming out soon, all right? So no one wants to miss that. <laughs> I mean, what the? I think everyone. I will be honest with you. That question, I won't be I able to answer it. That's either. something that somebody else with more expertise has to say. Has yeah. to answer. So for for me at least, it's like a a like a thickness of the flavor to it. It's just it comes out in like a lot of Asian foods and like soy sauces and things like that. That's going right. to be like an umami ness to it. Um, it's almost like a meatiness but it's not quite the same Ooh. thing. Hmm. So oh. it's, it's that meaty. kind of a, do you know what I'm talking about when we talk about yeah. like that meaty kind of soy sauce? Yeah, kind keep of talking. Like, it kind of coats your tongue. <laughs> Fucking Chris. Uh, <laughs> you something to coat your tongue. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's that kind of a flavor, flavor profile to it. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad. See, there it is. There it Hell's is. intelligence. There it is. <laughs> I, picked, I picked cow, didn't I? Didn't I put cow on that list? Yes, oh. you did. See? All right, next. But the best part is I could just make that up, and you, you'd you be like, oh, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Of course. <laughs> yep, we're all in that same page. You're like, oh, sure. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Sounds a couple good. other people said, someone said uh, Jose Blanco, um, Jeremy from Casa sure. Digli, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Miguel from Crown Heads. I've interfaced with Miguel a lot. I would agree with that as well. That's another, I think, brand with blend type oh. thing. Yeah, oh. Miguel there too. I will huh. definitely agree on Jose Blanco entirely. He's known mm -hmm. for doing the seminars when it comes to tobacco, blending, flavor profiles, the <laughs> consistency of cigars, and what you need to look for when you're smoking cigars. And I think that it's, I will agree 100% that he's someone who everyone listens to. And he's so easy to talk to. He speaks to us in a, in a level that it doesn't, doesn't sound like he, like, he like, does it doesn't make you feel dumb? Head. Right. There you go. Thank you. Thank he you. makes it relatable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So Layman's terms. Layman's terms. <laughs> yeah. I need some Mo and Drew on this, this question. <laughs> I mean... I know this underrated guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I man, I I don't know, dude. I would I would have to say on a um, tobacco level, and not only tobacco level but business level, probably Gus Kura of Oliva. Mm. Um, it's funny. I knew I was gonna text it. I was gonna be like, "Here's who Mo's." Here's a name. <laughs> I no, I knew yeah. Mo. I didn't. I knew Mo was gonna say. Danny, send me a name. I don't have one. Yeah, because I look at the, he he's a guy not a lot of people know, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but he is uh he's awesome, man. And he he's like probably one of the realest dudes that I've met in the entire industry, if not the realest dude. So that's pretty cool. Um in terms of like other stuff I always enjoy. I mean, Matt Booth is just I mean <laughs> that guy's nuts and I love it. Um, he's a really cool dude. I like him a lot. He's legit too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of like cigars and tobacco, I mean, Dion from Illusioni is always oh yeah, yes, plethora of knowledge. Um, Pete Johnson we had on Sultans, and and that was really my first time speaking to him, and and that was pretty cool too. You know, just uh, being able to listen to these guys that have kind of done it and been through it and all of that. Yeah. If I had to say anyone, Danny, thanks. Uh, Nikki Manila. I think Nikki Manila <laughs> is like, <laughs> like, dude, I mean, she knows her shit, you know? And uh, I love following her. Lots of great advice. Really down to earth. Really knows how to put it in perspective for new smokers. But Nikki Manila for fucking sure. What's the best advice you've gotten from Nikki Manila? Um, make sure you tell the difference between the foot and the head of the cigar. <laughs> that is something that I didn't know. Uh, usually, I Nikki told me she's like the thing is they put the band closer to the head, and I was like, oh, I thought you're supposed to burn through that at the foot, and she's like, no, that's the head, and I'm like. Oh, I thought they already pre-cut the cigars for me on the one end. And she was like, no, that is the foot. And I'm like, I can't even tell. Like, <laughs> like does it even look like a foot? Like, does this even look like a head? No. I'm like, this is confusing shit. But Nikki helped me tremendously. So, yeah, hats off to Nikki Manila. All right. I will say this. I was going to pick Nick Malolo, but I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to expound upon that at this point. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything else. He's a legit, he's a good dude too, man. Yeah. He's real. He, he knows a shit ton too. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. Uh, let's go to another topic. This is one that Corey had suggested. Um, so as you know, the, uh, cigar aficionado top 25 list came out and I know nobody ever has any opinions on that list. It's all, it's all just like, okay, the list came out. Oh boy. Do you guys have any opinions on the list? (laughs) And this is where I just walk away for five minutes. Eric is holding my knee like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You guys can go ahead first. You guys should go ahead. (laughs) The only thing we've, we've talked about it on the, on the podcast, and I was actually talking with Danny from uh, Smoker Friendly today about it. 
regardless of what you think about that list, and you know, we've said it a bunch of times, it's still the only one that moves product yeah. in an insane num- insane numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Half Wheel is probably getting there, like as far as the number of people that take it seriously, you know, uh, relative to how many followers they have, you know what I'm saying? Like they're kind of sort of coming up, um, but still CAs. <laughs> I mean, like we've said, it, the getting number one can set your company off or put you, you know, or put you out of business. But For sure. I mean, that's really my opinion. Man. It's just very expensive to get on that list. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that's, it be expensive, Danny? It's probably even more expensive to win number one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys ever notice that the that the band says suck it on there this is that farce it says suck it mm-hmm. oh that's awesome never, <laughs> i didn't know that so many i didn't know that either that. did you i actually did not I did. yeah i sucked it i did not <laughs> wait a second does this one have it yeah no 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 oh only that one has it yes holy it's shit it's on the, it's on the farce oh shit <laughs> Okay. There you oh, go. I love it. Yeah, the, the only thing I'll say about and and I, Chris and I covered this on two episodes of the podcast, specifically with the number one, which is a cigar that I actually really like. But I put out a conspiracy theory as to why I thought it was picked number one. It had nothing to do with how good the cigar was. So I would encourage people if they want to know what that is. I'm not going to rehash it here, but just listen to the episodes. Um, and it kind of connects some things that I would say. I don't want to say are troubling, but kind of makes sense as to why certain positions exist for cigar aficionado. And again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I was just kind of connecting some dots to it. Um, and as I began to connect them and as I began to get some feedback from people who had had conversations, I was like, oh, so the theory is, is probably got more, more viability than what just the initial like, oh, I think this thing could occur. It actually began to make sense. Whether or not you subscribe to the publication or not in terms of like, hey, the top 25 list is like the holy grail. Number one is like, go get it now. It's going to fly off the shelves. You know, basis of opinion, it's it's all relative. But, um, you know, so many people publish lists now. We do it and we do it for fun, right? We don't, we don't get any money for it. There's no monetary gain. We just do it for the things that we smoked and we enjoy and we like and we just rank them. It's a fun thing to do at the end of the year. Um, but it's unquestionably a huge business practice for cigar aficionado and for the people who of course um are submitting their cigars every single year so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's it's always going to exist they're making money doing it it's a profitable business for them and it is what it is you you either enjoy the publication and you look forward to it and you put a lot of credence into it or you don't it's kind of one of those things yeah i mean it i think it's it's at a point where where everybody is right now with so many people smoking cigars and understanding flavor profiles, understanding uh, manufacturers and just everything about the cigar industry itself. And when they see this list, because the amount of comments that we got after you know, our, our episode on the number one cigar and through like, Instagram we asked everybody like what do they think about like the cigar of the year and just I think everybody's just so tired um and they just want something more refreshing we get it we understand absolutely it's it is what it is and it's they've been around for a very long time and they built their 
the magazine to a certain point and it is what it is, but everybody knows what it is. And yeah. it's a conversation starter. Um, but I think it's, we're, we're all as a, as a culture, we're just ready for something new and refreshing. Um, like tobacco, tobacco business, business magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I would take, I would take a, a top 25 from them. Mm-hmm. More serious. So would I. Absolutely. As long as they didn't throw in Cubans from 20 years ago that I can't fucking get, right? Right. Um, Noob. And I think the reason, I think the reason for that is, um, you know, uh, Antoine, I, 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 how do I say it? It's like, it's just, it feels, I can put this down. It's just, it feels a little more legit at this point, right? And my, my, feeling is like maybe that's where CA kind of started also right and like they were really the only ones it was an expensive thing to do they were you know wine spectator is forget about it so they had the money to put it behind you know and make something really cool and they've had 20 plus almost 30 years you know of, of that um but I find myself liking tobacco business magazine better right so I did too yeah um, I think I think part of it too is like so when cigar aficionados you know, started this publication and they started the top 25 access to information about cigars is fairly limited. Like we don't, no one really had Google at their fingertips and accessibility was a lot different right now. It's like, there's so much access to information out there, so much access to what these cigars are so much experiences for people that have evolved over a long period of time. I don't want to say it waters down the effort, but it's just different. The dynamic is different. I mean, it's no, it's no different than like, hey, there's still a magazine publication where most of us are digesting information from the internet and not magazine publications, right? They have a website, but people look forward to getting that thing in the mail. And I'm assuming probably more so before access to information on the internet was as big as it is um, and will continue to be. So I think that dynamic kind of changes it as well as far as like validity goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah thanks chris it's, it's i couldn't, couldn't agree more brother you said it perfectly okay get it for the, right. get it for the articles <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like i treat it just like playboy <laughs> yeah. which would you be more ashamed Ooh. to get caught reading in a cigar lounge drew Playboy, Playboy or cigar or aficionado? Oh. I don't go to cigar lounges. <laughs> I, I did last week for the first time in uh, like a year. Damn. Um, How did it feel being back in a cigar lounge? Nothing's changed. <laughs> Here at least. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, legit. Um, cool. So instead of talking about cigar aficionado and what they think is good, I'm curious on your all's thoughts on something. What's a cigar brand that you see right now that's ready for a huge breakout year in 2021, right? Who's ready to just kick some ass? Barbacoa. Barbacoa. <laughs> we will beat our sales from last year this year. That's, all. Yeah, that's right. There We're gonna you go. Up. We're going to be there you go. Thousand percent oh growth. Easily, I mean, we're still going to lose money, but it's it's going to be we're going to have a lot more. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot less of it this year. <laughs> oh, that's a you know it's a tough question, and it it's tough. I think part of it too is like 
I think 2020 kind of threw a wrench in some things. I mean, there's still companies that are coming out with stuff. Um, but in terms of like really turning on um, and, and positioning their value in the marketplace, that's, I mean, I'd have a tough time predicting who that would be this year. I don't know. I really don't know. At the end of 2019, like, or let's say the beginning of 2020, if we would have done this and you would ask that question, I would have said Room 101 at that point. Agreed. Um, I, I think that, I think that um, oh, what, they were on CA's list, and then they won a bunch of other stuff, and then, they, then he won a bunch of stuff from tobacco business at TPE. Um, and, uh, you know, they had in 20, in 20, I guess technically 2020, but you had the Death Bucket, which blew up, and then Death Bucket 2 that blew up, the 10th anniversary blew up. 2020 was his year, and I think it would have been, I think it would have been double that. Had, you know, had Matt been able to travel the way he did the, the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are a couple brands that I would love to see. I think, I think Mo, honestly, getting on these lists is gonna, is, oh, yeah. is gonna put it the intention, right? So even if, even if only like twenty five percent growth, I mean, that's still great. But I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Mo's gonna be off to the races this year, uh, and not, and honestly, not because it's here. I, I, you know, whatever. And um, uh, but. This is, it's a bit of a homer pick, I guess, but um, I think this Aventura brand um, out of DR will have a fantastic year. They did, they sold 50,000 cigars in 2019. They did almost 200,000 cigars last year with COVID and barely any travel. So if they only did 25% growth, you know, that'd be a quarter of a million cigars this year from a brand that wasn't even in the States two years ago. Right. And they had some, they had some pretty big, they said they had two big releases right towards the end of 2020 that got a lot of notoriety. And the reality is, is they're amazing cigars. So I agree with you. I think you take that momentum from 2020 and it bleeds into 2021. You just keep that going. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're also a brand that owns their own factory. They can, they, they can, um, they manage their production. They, they oversee their construction or their quality. Right. And, and they, they handle all that stuff on top of the quality being great. They're, they're using tobaccos out of DR that some, a lot of guys out of DR aren't using. And, uh, and they got some really, really cool stuff coming. So um, those two are my, you know, because a lot of the other guys have kind of, you know, they're still like in their stride. So it has to be kind of like these smaller, newer, up and coming uh, that right. are going to have this breakout, you know, sophomore season, like wide receivers in the NFL. I'd say if I, if I really had to choose one, and this is, you know, obviously I have familiarity with the brand, but like even the Rodriguez brand, you know, the cigars that are produced um, are absolutely phenomenal. Like there isn't one that I've had in the lineup that I've disliked and smoked them frequently. And I think a lot of that is like an exposure thing. Um, you know, Key West company making some great cigars. There's a long-term history, but I think they're kind of like what you said, Danny, they're, they haven't hit their stride. They're not like rolling. It's kind of like an, in, I don't want to say necessarily an inception thing, but like really becoming more of like a notable cigar brand on the market. And I think 2021 could be a really big year for those guys as well. Yeah, I mean, you think about what what happened in 2020. Like who didn't stop? Like who didn't stop? Like who knew social media? Who knew how to connect with the consumer? Like no matter what, if they're not on the road and they still were able to connect with the consumer speak volumes to me. Like we were in all of these different zooms and half the time I was like, why the fuck 
does this person work for this company? How is this company still in business? Like these people are shit. Like I just, it was like a list. I was like, all right, I don't want to fucking be in this Zoom. I don't want to talk to these people. I don't want to see these people because they talk too fucking much and it's bullshit. But then you have the other people that were just like, hey, listen, you know, they were about us and what we were up to. And and I, the first, I mean, the first person that really didn't stop and not just because he, you know, we've been talking about him throughout this um, episode is Matt Booth. You know, Matt never stopped. He adapted. He he fucking he rolled with it and still does. And I ask him like, how the fuck do you do this, dude? Like you're in everything, but it's it's he's there. He's there for us, and he's asking us questions, and he's there, and he's just making it fun for everybody. And um, it's somebody that stuck out the most for me is it's like damn, like he didn't stop. He he, you know, hit the accelerator and fucking went. And all these other people were just scrambling around trying to figure out what the hell to do. It's like, were you even there for us as a consumer? Did you even give a shit about us? Like, did you, it was just about like, you know, the money or whatever. Okay, cool. But damn, you're missing so much. And, but that says the old school mentality, you know, that's back then, you know, when you have somebody really good on, on your team, whether it is the manufacturer or somebody that's, uh, a rep or whatever the case may be, but he's really the one that, that took it into his hands and, and ran with it. Yeah. I think, I think part of that too, is like, in, in terms of like Matt's personality, there's mm-hmm. a sense of, uh, there's a genuineness to it, right? Like that's, that's one thing I love about Matt is like, it's when you interact with them, it's not, it's not a ploy to necessarily sell stuff. It inherently happens because of the conversations that you have with them. But I think he genuinely is excited about the consumers, excited about the industry as a whole. And I think for the folks that really concentrate on that, especially in 2020 when accessibility to cigars was stifled, um, it keeps those brands not even afloat, but a lot of them thrived through that time. Like Matt and the stuff that he produced, you know, I'd use crown heads as an example. Think about everything that was put on the market by crown heads and just just the connection to the consumer over the course of a troubling year. It's like, those guys are the ones that are hitting on all cylinders. Listen, this last year was laser focused, right? Everybody was on their devices. Everybody was focused on social, trying to stay connected. If you miss that boat as a brand, Looking at it retroactively, sorry. <laughs> like this, this up. you missed that train, right. bro. <laughs> this was right. a year to connect, man. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, Chris had a smart thought. Woo. Oh! Yes, Chris. Yes, honey. Yes. Listen, listen. He gets one, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, stop talking now. Bro. Stop talking now. <laughs> and, and it's especially interesting because there's not really a way to catch up from that, right? If you no. miss that no. boat, you are behind now. Congratulations, yep. you are behind. So yep. I think that's really interesting. You play yourself. Yep. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I just want to say one other person was Steve Saka. Yes. Oh, Saka yeah. was on his Dude. on point. Like he even even when he did the live with us, he's like, I've never done an Instagram live. with. Uh, how does this work? Like it was always he just did it. He made it work. Mm-hmm. It's just he wanted to make sure that he was a part of the community. And just he's been on point with social media like nonstop, and you just see it. Well, 
Steve Sock has been part of social media since like the nineties, right? Like he well, used to do all those Reddit blogs. And- yes. But that's yeah, but he doesn't know yeah. how to. But he doesn't know how to interact with it, and admittedly so. Like there's so many times where he's just like, I don't know how this. But Facebook he he thing made works. it work. He's yes. like, I don't care. I want to get connected. Yeah, he he's done. He's done an amazing job of that. I agree. I agree. Like steamrolled through 2020 for sure. He really did. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right, I gotta gotta do my my wrap up question, Drew. What do you think about that question? <laughs> Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Damn it, Danny. <laughs> That's a good response. It always is. Judge Drew. That, That's your on. answer. That's it. That's it. Danny That's sounds like he's wise. in a bunker over there. You you broadcasting from a storm drain? <laughs> Here's to Drew for confirming that we said some good shit. <laughs> all right, that's it. Watch that's all we're gonna get from that's Drew. It. What about Mo though? What do you, you think? You take Mo? what you get. Yeah, Mo, what, what you happened? Got, you don't want my thoughts. I do <laughs> want your thoughts, thoughts Mo. especially if you preface it that way. No, trust me, you don't. <laughs> there is. um I agree 100% with Matt Booth. He did a phenomenal job. Yep. And then uh, I don't really know much about the other guys, but, yeah, he did awesome, man. Matt Booth really. And I and I actually had said last year that Crowned Heads was poised to have a massive year. Uh, the way they were setting the relationships up and rebranding a lot of stuff, I, I kind of thought that they were poised to have a big year. I think they'll continue to. So... You know, you know what's a company that I always kind of forget. Not, I don't forget about it because I love them. I love the company mm-hmm. of those cigars, and I love, I love Casey. But they're not really big on social media. Um, is Crux? Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Crux, oh my I mean, god. Yes. Yeah. Crux is probably I think over half a million cigars. So like six hundred. I think there were around six hundred thousand cigars last year. And he's doing it on the road, man. And, he, you know, they've got in-house reps across the country. And then Casey travels for weeks and weeks at a time and hits the pavement. And he's like the Rocky Patel of 2020, right? And he, he's, um, he's in there and, and they, you know, they rebranded a couple years ago. They, got, they redid all their boxes. They just moved into a new, their own warehouse facility out in Miami. Uh, so they're out of the Espinosa warehouse. And, and now, you know, they're running their own thing. And uh, Casey's just such a good, good guy. Cigars are great. Um, so I'm going to add them to that list too, man. I, 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 I know they will, but I, and I'm hoping they have a great, great 2021. Yeah, I think, Danny, you're the one that introduced us to them because uh, Casey sent us some samples of some stuff. And yeah. I know they've been blending with uh, Placencia for a while, but they had that the Epicure Maduro, which is out of AJ. And I, lo- I personally love the rebranding. I think it looks amazing. I think it kind of sets a better tone for who they are and how they represent themselves in the industry. That's a brand that I want to see be super successful. I'll put it that way. I, I will totally agree with you, Corey. Totally agree. I, I love the box with like the singles and then the five pack in the same box. I mean, I think that was just, that was super smart. And I, you know, I don't think anybody can copy, you know, like they took the idea. It's like, I, you can't copy that out. Right. But mm. it was super, it was great. It was smart. So I have a question. This so this is a a a, um, a live chat question that uh, Andre asks in terms of the Nat Sherman buyout, and will that be an organization that will uh, 
you know, with, with Michael and, and that whole endeavor, will that be one that we think will blow up in 2021? Yes. Yeah. I think it, that was a smart move. I would have put Michael Herklotz like with Saka when it comes to palate and uh, tobacco knowledge and marketing and just a nice guy. And I mean, he, he has all the tools um, they also he already also already has all the connections across the country there I mean his they're they're basically already in all those Nat Sherman stores because he has a connect there he's gonna kill it he's it's gonna yeah it's 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 he's starting on second base or third base whatever it is you know what I'm saying he's just like it's yeah he, he's, he's gonna, gonna kill it, it. He's, but here's you the thing go to about third that. base with Michael Herklotz I would I would he's shorter than <laughs> I know me, you would. would wait what what did um, you just <laughs> did say Danny's going to third base with her clots. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Does he know that? It's going to be timeless. He's, he's not going to. He's not going to fight me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but, but here's the thing about that. That about my comment of starting on third base, where that sometimes that's like a derogatory thing. Like, oh well, you may, you know you, you you crossed home plate because you were already on third, right? he got that company to third base. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's completely legit what he's doing. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm excited to see, see what he does, man. He's cool. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm Same looking, here. Yeah. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to see what, what turns out of this for sure. I mean, um, I think that a lot, I will personally say that a lot more people should, should take the advantage of what they have created with companies and run with it. We continue to see a lot of brands that go out of business. And there's those key people that have created, run with it, that they have done everything in their power to make it successful. And they, you know, they're not the owners and they have, you know, for example, Michael Herlux, he's not the owner of it, but he just took over it. Because he built it, he knows what he's doing. I think that there's other people that should continue to do these things because the industry, it's less and less. We continue to see a lot less from, um, you know, new people, I will say, or new brands. And it's good to see that. It's good to see people that keep on going with brands that are kind of running out of business. Well, you think about it too, right? It makes sense, right? (laughs) Yeah. And And going off of that too, it's... How many of us really wanted to see Michael Herklocks like do something else? Yes. Right? So it's like, yes, he has the capability to do like I am I'm excited to see what he's really about, right? With his own thing. And you know, being behind a brand and you know, not really sometimes it can kind of not like it kind of keeps you down. You have to stay. Um, at a certain level, but now he's so free to do what, whatever the fuck he wants, whatever he wants, and um, you know, spread his wings, Danny. It makes and- me. <laughs> <laughs> it but makes according me- according to Amy, I should have stayed at Roma and built that. So I'm you kind of from what I should have. <laughs> you fucking should have. It's it's right. a it's a. Well, I have like a a lofty he- thought, but it's like. Now that we're coming out of 2020 and there was so many brands that you were either stifled, crippled, or going out of business from 2020 in 2021, is there any expectation from larger brands that might acquire 
certain brands producing good stuff in order to keep them alive, knowing that there might be some financial stability to come out of 2021? A great question because I think a lot of great industries, questions. a lot of industries have done that, right? Outside of the industry that I yeah. work in full time, there was a ton of acquisitions Same because here. of that. So I'm wondering, yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Gotta Same look here. because I think I, I there was some stat. It was like three times as many cigars were shipped last year. So there weren't really a ton of companies. I mean, I'm sure there were some that hurt because they weren't prepared to, to shift or pivot their, their way of doing whatever. But, you know, from my experience of last year and, and talking to shops and, and these guys, they're, I mean, 2020 was one of the best years for cigars sales-wise across the country. Like, sure, some, you know, some places went down because they weren't ready for online or they got shut down or whatever, or they were in the middle of New York City, right, and got, you know, like, done. But overall cigar sales were up last year so if you didn't take advantage of like we were saying of this opportunity to save money on travel save money on events you know spend that money on swag and other stuff that stores would use to buy to get to help promote your product then you you missed that opportunity right so i mean that was kind of one of the things you know we did last year i, I did last year say like, hey you know i just want to make sure you're still open to business what can i do for you here's here's product here's some swag here's some stuff sell let's go we'll 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 figure it out, you know, when all this craziness is over. And um, I don't know, on a cigar sales, why 2020 wasn't that bad um, for sales of cigars. But um, so I, I don't know if we can beat that number from last year. Uh, if, if stuff starts opening up. You're beating it for happening. sure, bro. Well, so what I'm wondering, Danny, and what you're saying is that how much is that a carryover from momentum from 2019? And, and I think 2021 may be the year that suggests whether or not that trend continues or maybe we see additional fallout. Well, I think what happened was a lot of people, were, you know, like, like, let's say Drew, for instance, well, not Drew is a bad example, but like there was a lot of people that were smoking or working from home, right? Uh, cow, right? Oh, so they went, yeah. from, they went from a cigar a day maybe to four cigars a day. And then also, oh shit, I got to buy more cigars, right? And then you see your online guys just like buying and buying and buying and blowing up and blowing up. Not only that, also there was a lot of a lot of consumers who were thinking that because of this whole COVID happened, they were going to run out, like companies were going to run out of cigars. So they were just buying just to stack up just because they didn't want to like not have it available. It's a toilet paper effect. It's a toilet paper effect. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. The hand sanitizer effect. That's what they wanted that they were thinking. Your acquisition question is an interesting one, right? Like there has to be something of value to pull from that company and a failing cigar company may or may not have something of value to pull from it, right? Do they have a customer base? Do they have a brand that people associate with? Do they have a a skew that's grandfathered? What do they actually bring to the table? Mm. Um, In a lot of cases, it's probably cheaper to make a new brand if you're a big company than to revitalize an existing brand that has already failed. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially now they, they can they can like you know before the end of 2020, they people were buying predicate blends, and and you don't necessarily need to do that anymore. It's right. like, well, if I if I like this branding and this blend, I can kind of steal the idea of the blending. I'll make up my own brand for it or my own marketing for it, and then you know just and and just launch that myself. So yeah, to to Cal's point, it's like why would I why would I buy this? you know, company that's on the edge when I can just, you know, copy it. 
and, right. and, and do it. it and, and again, we're talking about companies that have enough capital to buy. Right. right. Yeah, that said, though, if you do have a company that's that's taking off, sell the shit out of it. There's not a better time. Go ahead, Amy. Sorry. Right. I have a question. Right now, they just said copying. A question came to my mind. Now, what do you guys are thinking? What do you guys think about these brands that continue to make or brand cigars? Oh, God. Very similar to other brands, <laughs> especially marketing. Labels. Yeah. The Wait, labels. <laughs> Colors. The labels. So what do you guys think of there? I can literally, from the top of my head, I can think of at least five brands that were released uh, in the em. past couple of months. Name them. I want to no, hear them. I don't get that Wait. messy, lies. Well, Corey, you know, I like messy, but I don't like that messy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I can get us into trouble, man. No. You can't blame me for trying. Can't blame you. Um, I, I don't know. Is it a form of flattery? Can we, can we say that? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, no, if you're, I guess if somebody's copying you, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's you're you're doing a great job. But wait, you're, you know uh, what I would say though? I would say this for the ones the people watching, they could name the name that they could name a few if they want to. I'm not. I'll naming say right them. now. I'm pretty sure that they will. They know. <laughs> Danny's like, wait. <laughs> I, no, no, I got I got one. Okay. And, um, and this is a good guy. Mm-hmm. But Superfly. When Superfly came out, that looked a lot like Big Delicious. If you guys know Room 101, they yeah. made a cigar called Big Delicious. The font was kind of the same, the way the words were kind of the same. And it was like, it was a, it was kind of a rip, but you know, um, and, and I remember saying that same thing. It was like, well, you know, imitation is a form of flattery, right? And, and Matt's response was, that's what people say that have never had an idea stolen from them, right? Like that's well, True. hey, you know, it's flat. It's like, no, nah, man, like that's not how it works. <laughs> that don't don't do, you know. But it just shows unoriginality and, and uh, it's whatever. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I do want to um, get another uh, chat question in here, and this goes back to some of the folks, some of the manufacturers that participated in some of the lives and have participated more on podcasts. So the question is from Drinking Caveman, were the a lot of the brands talking about education or were they talking about selling stuff in 2020? So yeah. I'll leave it. I have my own opinion, but for anyone else like TLE and, and Sultans, like you guys have interfaced with multiple brand owners. Um, did you get a sense that it was more of just a community driven effort or was it like, Hey, we're here to push product. Okay. So I can speak for myself. There was never anything that I did that was product driven. It was all just like, I, I did a bunch of small batch ones. Um, I did uh, one with Reinhard over in Europe. My cigars are not even carried in Europe. So that was purely just, you know, I mean, um, BSing and, and whatever. And, and for me, it's just, it, look at when you're a small brand, like, I, you know, like if you look at it, I'm a micro size brand really. Um, and so connecting with the consumer is how I survive, right. To what you guys were saying. And, uh, when 2020 dealt us the, uh, COVID blow and my travel was pretty much cut completely. Uh, that was the way that we survived. And, and really online cigar sales were huge for me this, this past year. Um, 
And a lot of that was probably from those efforts, but nothing was ever tied to that, if that makes sense. So speaking for myself, it was never about pushing product or moving product. It was purely just getting to know different people throughout the country, uh, which was really exciting for me. Um, because let me tell you, man, when you travel a lot, and I'm not sure how much traveling Danny plans on doing once he does, uh, once he gets going, but it is always great to know people all over. Like, dude, I remember uh, Erica came out to uh, Smoking Dog in New Jersey, and Matt, you feel like you're at home. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Um, so it's always fun to uh, connect with different people, man, that that goes above and beyond just trying to push fucking cigars all the time. It's not always about that, you know? And this is a process. It's not like, oh, let me just sell you shit all the time. No, dude, it's, I mean, we talk, Kyle and I talk about this all the time. Drew and I talk about this all the time. Dan, I mean, it, it's about building a community and connecting with people. That's what it is. It doesn't always have to be about moving cigars. And that's, but yes, there are people that are like that. Yeah. <laughs> you telling me you didn't for once think about promoting your cigar with an influencer like I don't know uh, I'll throw out like Corojo like Corojo? Been, <laughs> yeah totally or like a cigar passionista or like uh or I don't like know what that is oh yeah you don't want to um <laughs> but uh uh you know, I imagine there's brands that literally looked at this last year like, you know what? If we're going to run the social media train to push our product, I'm going to hit as many fucking cigar influencers as I possibly can with their 15 to 30,000 followers. I imagine that's a play yeah. a good portion of brands were trying so, to pull. So what I know uh, to answer your question now, not directly. Okay. Uh I had the opportunity, and actually it was booked before COVID hit, so this really wasn't COVID-related, but uh, when, uh, I was featured, when Patina was featured in Luxury Cigar Club for a month, right? So anybody that was an influencer for Luxury Cigar Club, in turn, if they decided to post the Patina, sometimes it's not cool enough for people. Um, you know, uh, so if they, yeah, cool. if, they, if, they decided, if they decided to post it, that in turn was a connection to an influencer. Uh, we did my cigar pack. Great guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Alex. 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 Awesome dude. Uh, gave us the opportunity to put in the Connecticut and the Bono. Um, we did that. So in turn, what, if that was posted by influencers, then okay. But, dude, you guys know me. I, I don't play that shit. I know. I know. Well, I, I'll put it this Ooh, way, yeah. too. Like, And this is... Um, Hopefully, I know Mo won't, but Danny will probably get a boner when I say this. Um, you know, some of our favorite interviews are with guys like you, right? So we just obviously did one with Danny just a few weeks ago. And there's so much good, rich conversation that literally has nothing to do with the cigar and the brand. It has, it's, it's the humanity piece of like, hey, who's Danny? What's Danny about? And what's Mo about? Like, those are my favorite conversations to have is when the people aren't intentionally talking to us, like, well, we're coming out with this thing and there's this thing. It's like, tell us, like, I want to know about you guys, right? And what you represent. Yeah. I think people make that personal connection and they can get behind it. And you guys obviously make good cigars. Like, that's not, that's not even in question, but it's like the representation of who you are as it relates to the brand 
um, I think for a lot of consumers is a more important driver than some of the other things that maybe brands are doing that are a little bit more flaky. What is he doing? I prefer not to talk about cigars, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, but you know what, though? I, I Just to add on to the whole thing is that people like you, Mo, people will realize that you're not doing this kind of things just to make sales because you know from the from day one to still today you're still the same person you're there to make for better or worse always for better always for better um you know also we as consumers we on like we notice that and then we also notice when you go from you 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 those manufacturers they made this quick switch where they go from being super like oh no you know whatever and then go oh you know what i'm gonna take this this opportunity and i'm gonna make sales and i'm gonna push the fuck out of my brand while i'm in this interview and it's so noticeable that it's extremely sad yeah i mean yeah it's disingenuous the best is like when you'll get um let's say we do an episode of sultans or uh i'm on hot ticket or when i came on tle oh hey you know, somebody will hit you up and be like, man, I heard you say that you like this or you're interested in this stuff. Have you ever looked at this? Or That's the cool stuff, man. Like being human. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. It doesn't always have to be about like cigars and trying to sell cigars. I mean. It's always good though, know. isn't it? You got to live. But okay. there is um, constant self-promotion is very uncomfortable uh, for me. And I would rather not do it. And I prefer just to talk to people. That's a lot more fun. Yeah, I I would say this, like Mo, like when you and I met up in Chicago, like I don't know that we ever really talked about the patina brand. We just hung out Mm -hmm. and chatted. It was just like, it was just fucking awesome conversation sitting down and and enjoying each other's company. Like that to me is, that goes, that speaks so much more. And, and, I think from a consumer perspective is so relatable. And I think, uh, you know, just in terms of like how you connect with, you know, folks like us and then that connection kind of trickles its way down to the consumer. I mean, it speaks volumes to who you guys are. There's too many people that try to celebritize themselves some way or another. Like me. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Right. By the way, that's the Danny Vasquez on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, we, we have, like, this culture now. And it's, like, even, like, dude, if you go to the gym, even the squat rack has turned into a selfie studio. You know, that's, like, what I call it now. It's, it's not a squat rack anymore. It's a selfie studio. And that's we just have, like, gym. what's that? That's why I don't go to the gym. Yeah. That's why. That's, that's it. That's the only reason. Yeah, I can see that. If not, I'd look like, I'd look like Drew, but I, I don't. Right, because yeah, <laughs> that just happens overnight. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. So speaking yeah. of people who look like Drew, and speaking of non-cigar <laughs> topics, uh, let's move this in a slightly different direction. Uh, so, oh, oh shit, we, we gotta we gotta lighten it up a little. So, right. so we recently, I, I'm really sort. It's sort of unfortunate how often we say this man's name today. Uh, we had Matt Booth on recently. <laughs> oh, come on, this shit. Jesus. Yeah. And he brought up a topic that I'm curious on your thoughts on. We're not talking uh, about eating guys, ass again. Do you remember which topic that might be? Cow, are you serious? 
We're not talking about eating <laughs> ass again. It's, it's a topic. No, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're <laughs> talking about the men of the cigar industry calendar yeah. that he wants to do. Who should be on the men of the cigar industry calendar that he'd like to do? All the guys <laughs> on Sexy Cigar Dudes. Oh, I so <laughs> agree. So agree. 100%. You don't follow... You need to follow the sexy well, here's cigar the, dudes. And they need to All post, with, like, you know, do the dangle. <laughs> Listen, I see <laughs> I see five handsome guys on here and myself who's who's currently transitioning. Um, I think we would be perfect for that calendar. I think we can take up six months of that calendar, no problem. Why hasn't this happened? Why ha- right? Like, why has it happened yet? How come no? Has anybody done a calendar before? In, in oh. this, I mean, for guys, for no, the guys, no. like no guys no, have done it so. just to like. No, because guys won't buy it and women won't buy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> just like handouts. You guys will buy this calendar. Like, I hey, guarantee it. buy buy a box and you get a calendar. Here's here's <laughs> the thing. I will say this, and I'm gonna say this because I know he's on here listening, and he's one of my favorite people in the world, Alex from my cigar pack is an incredibly handsome human being. If there's a guy that should be posted on that calendar, it is Alex. He got the cover. But Alex, Alex's charm is that accent though. Oh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that on the, maybe if you flip it, it'll, he can talk like in one of those Hallmark cards, you know, (laughs) (laughs) pop it open and it's just got a recording. That's actually not a bad idea. Hey, Alex, you got my number, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i was bugging matt about this because he's going on coop tonight and he said he would ask coop to be in the calendar so we'll see if oh, he gets coop shit. to be in it tonight <laughs> oh, nice. oh, oh man that'd be awesome nice. oh um dj eli said that he will take july by the way so eli you got it i'm pretty is sure that you the got hottest it. month oh that is definitely the hottest month <laughs> that's a no clothes month is what that is i want february for sure Valentine's Day for sure. I will. <laughs> Chris's birthday. Chris's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I was supposed to be an Aquarius baby, but I mean, uh, um, a Valentine's baby, but I'm the next day. So. Yeah, I was supposed to be the end of January and it ended up going two weeks later. Lazy fuck. I know. I know. It Procrastinator. Re- this 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 topic reminds me of um if you guys don't haven't seen it it's the old school calvin klein video ad oh my that like pushed the limits i think it was like late 80s or something like that and it's super like porno but like weird but it's 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 a whole vibe and it immediately came to my mind as soon as you asked the question about the, the calendar for you know the cigar industry guys. I have to send you guys this link. And Wait, it's a video. That, isn't that Mark Wahlberg? It wasn't. No, 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 no. This is this is like they're in a basement with wood paneling, a ladder, just like a regular old school metal ladder in the middle, and you have these guys and then you have these 
girls that are just posing and you have this guy that's talking to them how does the how do the jeans feel to you oh your body's really nice so weird like it pushed the limit for the fashion industry and it got banned oh but and i have to send this to you guys because then you're going to understand like this is this is busted on tv this is what (laughs) please do because i'm gonna put that in my spank bank dude you you guys would totally have fun with it it would be great inspired by it but yeah it's it it was notorious for um pushing the limits because it's like super porno sexual like uncomfortable but we did it but it was pre like before mark Wahlberg. Wow. Yeah, it's so dope. Like it's when you get fashion, you understand it, but then some people feel uncomfortable because it just it makes you feel weird about it. But it's I think it's dope. But aren't those things late, right? So like late 80s was you couldn't mm-hmm. I mean you just you didn't talk about, about you didn't talk about sex, right? You didn't talk about yeah, but also like those things are cyclical, right? Like there's gonna be a period where there's like a resurgence of that type of thing. And maybe 2021 will represent that for us. Maybe, maybe the collective men in this, you know, this live session can reenact it. I think Hell you guys yeah. should. I I'm think da- you guys listen, should. guys. You guys could totally do it. I don't have you can only see my torso. I have no pants on right now. So <laughs> I'm ready. Whenever you want to go, let's go. That's, you know, please, little... uh, Corey, don't get <laughs> That's the perfect podcasting no, attire. No pants in the igloo. Yes, sir. So wait, but you're outside. We, Why would it? You know what? I'm no, not even going to ask questions. <laughs> but did we answer nope. the question though? No, like, you didn't. I was going to get back to that. Kyle's <laughs> <laughs> already for the librarian answer? fantasy. Okay. <laughs> who would, as a whole, like who would be January? I think, this? yeah, we gotta we do, do it. it. Like, oh, we gotta do listen, it. Let's do it. Cal asked right. the question. We have We're doing this again. Yeah. We're doing it. And right. we gotta do it. Who would be January? I think January would be Michael Herklotz. All right. I feel like we he would take be it. February, though. February? Okay. I don't know what the months mean. I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> January would be. <laughs> Maybe Sokka. I would say definitely mm, Michael in a colder month. Like Michael in a cold in like a colder month because he wears those really cool dapper scarves. Yeah. I think yes, he would. Yeah. Yeah. I will say more like like maybe October. Michael will be better or September. I don't know. He will because he will be the like fall that collection. Fall, that fall collection. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean, bro. You know what I, mean? I would get like someone like um, Pete Johnson in the summer months to show off the tattoos yes i think that would I be appropriate p would be the summer so Even- it will be it will be p in june <laughs> then matt booth will be july oh no oh. Eli- matt, matt needs to be like october for like scorpio season like you know oh. what i mean like <laughs> it's like he would go all out he would be, be like that like the, the hot guy like the hot guy <laughs> yeah he has to be he has to be summer months or something like that though because he's head to toe oh, well he's like Neck down. Below neck, everything else. All right, so that way you can wear some shorts and everything. Show off all the koi fish. Fucking shorts, man. What is this about mats, like in shorts that everybody loves? It's we've been hearing about this 
all these like everybody loves matte and shorts. Yeah. What is this? Well, it doesn't <laughs> wear like those like long dicky shorts. Yes, but apparently heard. everybody loves his legs. I I, we've been he hearing this multiple times in the past like a couple of months. So I don't know. Okay, he could be like a hot summer so, yeah. month. It's got August or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. look at the uh, mm -hmm. August for sure. What um, would uh Cigarlos Torres says Sokka should be December and dressed as Santa. I definitely agree with him. Definitely yeah, agree. Yeah. I can see that. So. I want to see Matt Booth in August in like just some fucking swimming trunks hosing down the slip and slide with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't it, wait, didn't he come out with that um that pretty provocative like room 101 banana hammock and I commented on it and yeah. I was serious when I said I would wear it but you have to send me one and I will pose in it and then I don't think he was serious about like taking me up on my offer cuz I would do it 100%. Not that anyone wants to see it but I'm just Maybe yeah, uh, maybe he didn't want to see it. Yeah. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. <laughs> there is that possibility. More than you're wearing now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're up to February. Holy shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind. Wait, let's rewind. So who's doing January? Oh, we lost January because Saka went to we December. We lost January. So who cold months? Um, John, John Huber could be January. He's also he, tatted up. I think you'd want. I think you'd want him in a summer I, month. I want. But I want Mo. Tattooed. I want Mo on January. You know what, Mo? You got January. Yeah. Yeah. Mo. You're starting the year right, bro. Yeah. Everybody, you are the, the new year great. guy. Yeah. Okay. You got okay. January. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris is gonna be February. You took it, bro. This is yours. Yeah. Thank Who's you. March. Ooh. Ooh. Drew. You got Drew. this. You got March. Yeah. Drew's March. Not March, bro. Yeah, because he doesn't have to take that flannel off. But I think that <laughs> he reminds me of like a like a lumberjack, like a so you know, like the big the big you know guns, and he would be like a October November. Oh yeah, yeah. but I'd want to see Drew with like like some kind of wild animal that he just killed. Yeah, like hundred like like percent. I agree completely. A cigar, and then on the bottom it just says. Fuck him. That's nice. <laughs> and no name. Like, he doesn't even want his name on there. He's just like, just, no, this is what I do. I, I kill, like, a, an American bald eagle on one hand and a gun on the other. Cigar. He says, fuck him. Like a half And then a prison hat. cell for killing yes. a bald eagle. <laughs> All right, so who, who got April? Who looks good wet? Because it's a rainy month. Moo cow. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It would be tough. I think I would like like a Nick Malillo, like maybe somewhere in like uh, a later summer month, like in August or September. No, we we're yeah, covering Nick those co those those, sub those summer, you know. We got summer covered. I think Let's August. He could be in August. Matt is gonna do August. Well, I'm in Florida, so I get nine summer months. It's true. Okay, uh, so you got April, bro. It's all yours. Yeah, it's, April's you. Right. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, it rains like a motherfucker in, in in Florida, so you got it, bro. It's all yours. <laughs> all right, Danny, Danny's April. What do we got for me? Someone who looks good with flowers and floral shit. Uh, Jonathan Drew. 
Why was I going to say the same thing? (laughs) 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 Yes. Jonathan Trugame. Okay. So July, we got Pete Johnson. No, June. 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 And then July, who who was it that we said? Who represents the American spirit the most? Danny. <laughs> Fourth of July type. Is it Danny? Person. Danny, are you Asian? I'm Taiwanese. <laughs> no, but you know what? Who, who will represent July? Uh, Oliver from United. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. That's a good, good one. pick. Yes. The firecracker. Did you guys yeah, ever hear the, the story? Did you guys ever hear the story of me and Oliver? Um, I had met this guy. I had met him multiple times in Texas, right? But the first time I met him, he wasn't properly introduced because I was a little busy. He had already been talking. I said, "Hey, what's up, man? Whatever." And he came by a couple of times, right? And then later, someone's like, hey, you know, um, Havana Dreamin', you know, I'm like, oh, I've never met him. Like, yeah, no, it sounds like, you know, I don't know. He immediately texted me because we have each other's phone numbers. This is how well we know each other. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I just, like they said Havana Dreaming. I didn't put it together with Oliver from United. And I'm like, no, I don't know who that is. And it just didn't click. And it, So we went back. Now the funny thing is, it's like, yeah, I can't wait to meet that guy one day. For that. <laughs> Good guy, though. Good guy. <laughs> I like that pick. That's that's like the the story with me and Pete Johnson, right? So he was having he had the event at uh, Sanjay's, and I had I hadn't met him, and this was maybe two years ago. I hadn't formally met him, and so Casey and um, Dan were up front, and they were talking to me. And they were like, oh, yeah, Pete's in the back with the guys from, uh, what's the, the group? I mean, as, 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 uh, uh, S&M. 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 Yes, S&M. 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 I'm like, oh, shit. S&S. <laughs> S&M. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> Casey, Casey was like, yeah, you know, go back and, and give him a hug. And I'm like, no, I don't. I, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, go make fun. I'm like, meh. No, and he's like, no, you know, when you see him, just say, hey, aren't you that guy, right? So I was like, I can, I can do that. But I'm in a part of the lounge where he has to walk through to get to the front. So there's probably maybe like 10, 15 people in the lounge and Pete walks through and I was like, hey, excuse me. I was like, hey, aren't you that guy? Like you look familiar, right? Just fucking with him. And he just looks at me, he's like, no. And then keeps walking. Like, so serious. serious. They were like salt. That's hilarious. hilarious thing. And everybody started dying. It was hilarious. And it was, so every time it's always been, aren't you that guy? That's <laughs> it's the greatest thing you got to be. You had to mm, be there. It's I fucking awesome. love that. Oh yeah. That is awesome. That's yeah. funny. Oh, uh, so we're through August, I think. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, wow. <laughs> All right. August. Matt got August. We got, we got Matt. Yep. We have Michael as uh, September. Then we have Drew as October. Who got November? Ooh. The only open slot. Is somebody writing this down? Well, I, I would. So, so um, I got to say, Alex texted me and said, uh, where are we going to fit Skip in? 
Oh. I mean. What's the 13th month? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Today was a nice day. I'm out of here. You know, I get thirsty a lot. I get thirsty. <laughs> Man, my uh, so, oh, you know what? November is good. Alex because <laughs> we kind of skipping Alex somehow. Although he was the first one that we mentioned. Yeah, he's he's got to be in there somewhere. He he there needs to be November, and then December is Saka. We got it. That's it. It's done. We got it. It's done. How are the how are the comments coming in the the stream? Anything there's, we should be jumping there's on? There's a ton of comments. Um, <laughs> Less questions, more comments on the hilarity. <laughs> no, it's great. Nobody we missed though. They're not throwing a name out there, or we're like, what the um, hell? Uh, cigar coop came up. Uh, coop came up multiple times. Skip came up once. Um, hang tight. Super Dave Let's... said that he wanted September. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Someone else said September. Um, Someone said Pete Johnson for October because of the Monster Series, which would have been certainly oh, related to the cigars. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. would but make sense. That will make sense, but we already know this, and it's so expected already. Like, I, I wouldn't want that. I just. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Break the tradition. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So here's a weird question for you guys. I don't know if anybody's actually going to have an answer to this question, but I hope you do. Um, All right. Should. So shit should be cool because you like it, not because somebody else says it's cool, right? So is there something that you like related to cigars that's unpopular, right? For one reason or another. Maybe you like flavored cigars and we shit on flavored cigars. Maybe you like a punch cut and you're objectively wrong because that's a terrible cut. Is there <laughs> something that, that you like that you want to say, you know what? Screw it. I want to go on record saying this is okay. Mm. I feel like Chris has the answer to this. I think Chris has it. Chris <laughs> loves acids. Chris, your, the floor is yours. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love a good flavored cigar. But have any of you tried the flute cut? What? Is it Go three on. punch? Is it that three punch? <laughs> it's little... when you turn your cigar into a fucking accordion and you, you cut off the cap and put a bunch of small holes and you fucking play it. When you're yeah. fucking smoking it? Mm -hmm. I knew exactly. Uh, yeah, Chris smokes it from the I, side. I, that'd be a harmonica, not an accordion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An accordion I, I, I literally does. I don't want to oh, yeah, I don't want to no, shit on your I'm sorry. You know, I'm thinking of a recorder. I'm thinking of a recorder. Oh, okay. It's yeah. fucking flute. Sorry. <laughs> you just... <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> accordion. <laughs> yeah, totally fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> anything that's a tough question i've that been is. um i've been really into like 10 cigars like really small vitolas and i don't know if that's like tab but it's just because like recently i've had a hard time finding time you know with everything that i have going on um as i currently have my dogs smashing my igloo right now trying to get in um there's just not a lot of time like so i, I try to find certain small segments of time throughout the day so like the 10 cigars, like even the Davidoff ones, we're talking about like four by 34, like small, small, small Vitola stuff. I find myself smoking more than I did in the past just because of time sensitivities. I don't know if that's unpopular, but I find myself smoking more of that stuff recently as opposed to something that is going to take me an hour and a half to two hours. 
It's okay. not unpopular, and I would actually yeah. agree. Uh, I will say that I find myself smoking a lot, a lot more shorter cigars as well. Um, it is something that a lot of people love, um, especially like when, like, during this time of the year where it gets really cold and you really want to get a cigar, yeah. and you don't have enough time because it's way too cold. You don't have where to smoke it, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. You have so many reasons. People go for those. Um, like I've, I've come from stores, actually every store that I worked at, people look for smaller cigars. So it's not something that is unpopular. I'm going to, I'm going to actually say one I haven't done in a while, but it was pretty phenomenal to do so. And it involves an infused cigar. There was a brand called Alpha Cigar that did absinthe infused cigars. Mm -hmm. And I hung out at a lounge and smoked real absinthe while smoking an absinthe infused cigar. But I found myself dipping my cap into pure absinthe and then taking hits. And it was the most amazing, ridiculous flavor ever. Oh, I like that. Taking hits? Uh, are they taking still hits? around? I knew I, that guy. I, I mean. Not I really. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know what they're doing anymore, but yeah, it was it was quite an interesting like thing that I would imagine looking back on it now would be something that'd be like kind of an embarrassing thing to admit, but it was fucking good. And it makes me almost reconsider, do I want to buy like an acid Cuba Cuba and I don't know, dip it into like some old lady's perfume and like smoke <laughs> on it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's good. You should. And you should do a video of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you should. I need to see this. Yeah. Her perfume you... is a better place to dip it than other places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Make sure that you dip it in some Chanel or some shit like that. or something. Oh, yeah. More. Yeah. I'll do it for science. Fuck it. I'll do Why it. Why not, right? <laughs> Got you smelling like do motherfucking it. money. Do it for the gram. <laughs> do it for the gram. That's true. That's true. That's I've, been, I've been known to like, you know, if I start a cigar at like, you know, towards the end of my day and I'm halfway through it or, or more, you know, or I guess less, yeah, you know, kind of just starting it, I'll put it down and smoke it the next day when I get back in the office. Oh, that's a very unpopular thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, you do that? I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. I smoke all the time. It's like, relax, you know, and I, I you know, I tap it out. I blow out any other ash. I'll clean it before I do it and light it the next day. And if it's bad, I'll cut up the end off and smoke it again. But it's just kind of a, I don't know, I just didn't want to waste it. Right. But yeah. At the same time, it's like, I'll be back tomorrow. It's fine. I it sounds like the thing that like people do when they like go outside of an old blockbuster and pull out used cigar butts out of like the ashtray outside and light them up and smoke them. I'm not smoking somebody else's. So <laughs> <laughs> my. Chris is only Chris is only drawing upon personal experience. No one's done that. <laughs> what were you no, saying, Erica? I actually I know this has been said in the past on like social media, and I know it was kind of frowned upon. But I, we have so many cigars that are like Churchills, and I don't want to smoke the entire thing. Yeah. So I do cut it into like a robusto. Like, I, like, 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 no, no, I just got two Coronas. These are two. Yeah. There we go. Like, but you know what? Something smoked tomorrow. But you know what, though? I find a lot of times where she leaves it on the side and then she looks at it and she's like, I don't know if I want to smoke the other half. 
Fuck <laughs> it. Like, I actually respect I just, that. I do too. I, I, there, there's so many of these cigars that I have. I'm like, bro, like I can't smoke that. No, I got a little <laughs> <laughs> cigar concision. You used to have a, used to have a customer or two customers at the cigar shop I used to manage. One of them would do that with the Rocky uh, Patel Edge Sumatra. He would come in, cut them in half, and make, you know, eight cigars out of four. Uh, and then I used to have a guy who did it with the uh, LFD Digger. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. He would cut those in half. Yep. It's not that uncommon, actually. I, it, I would it's cut it more in common half, so than people think. What's that? It's interesting. I would, I would cut it in half and then throw out the bottom half just so I wouldn't have to smoke the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's you interesting that you say that because, like, when I think about all the inventory that I have and I designate everything by size now, I think the the biggest growing collection of what I have is large Vitola stuff. Like yeah. even in terms of like length, like that's the stuff that continues to accumulate because I simply don't have that amount of time to smoke it. But now I feel like I'm in a comfort zone and a place of safety where I can now look at those cigars and just go. Yeah. Oh, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Is the six by 60 craze over? No. Dude, it's not because I asked this question to people uh, the other day and it's, and it was, it was actually a pretty polarizing response where like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not smoking anything over a 54 ring gauge. And then it was mm -hmm. like the other half, the other 50% of the response was like, give me the biggest donger you can find. Give me that six by 60, that seven by 60, the eight by 60. And it was like almost a 50-50 split, which was mm -hmm. to me kind of crazy. I thought it was going to lean more towards like smaller Vitolas, Corona size, even in the Robusto and not really exceed too much beyond that. But it was about a 50-50 split. That's actually a really common misconception. I think that people have um, cigar nerds, like which I would consider all of us, whether you know, you're ready to admit that to yourself or not. Um, typically like, you know, the Coronas or the Robustos or the Petit Robustos, but you're like average, cigar, like, especially like B&M cigar smoker, like they don't smoke Coronas. You're like everybody wants you to do a Corona and then nobody buys them. It's like when everybody wants you to do a Lancero, right? It's the, yeah. yeah, the Lancero yeah, is the most right. popular, unpopular cigar ever. Right, yeah, but yep. exactly. So um, it's just kind of interesting in um you know, Amy, you bring up a very interesting point with the cutting in half and then, Chris, what you were, uh, Corey, what you were adding. But uh, that's an interesting thing that I found is that, like, difference between what people say they want versus what they actually buy. Yeah. And it's very uh, interesting. It it's is. very interesting. But it's it's mm -hmm. also, like, we, we all know, and I'm... I'm not mm -hmm. gonna say the name, but we there was a specific mm -hmm. cigar that came out this year. Well, no, 2020, a bit, and it was a six by sixty, and it mm -hmm. was the year of, uh, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> yeah. And so there was this big rave about it, and generally this company doesn't doesn't really make mm -hmm. like the, when they come out with these year of the yeah. The, they don't the make. Horse was the last one. <laughs> they don't. Okay, so the year of the ox, right? Yeah. So everybody raved about it. Mm -hmm. I I love Davidoffs, and you all know that I love Davidoffs, and for for my reasons and and so forth. But 
so many people were raving about this cigar in the community and I was like okay all right great and the only thing that I I would ask them like okay well before I buy this or before I you know I invest in this cigar and I I want to explore why like why 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 (laughs) right because this this cigar is fucking huge and I can't this is not my ring gauge 54 tops so I gave it a try wasn't a fan um and the and I said hey this is this is not my palate oh well if it was a smaller ring gauge cigar it would have been a different flavor Mm -hmm. okay give me that different flavor I don't give a fuck how do I I I didn't I wouldn't I didn't know that original flavor if it was a it was if it was a Toro or a smaller cigar like how am how am I supposed to compare it compare it to something that was never available like why why like you're almost saying like the intentionality around certain ring gauges like using Davidoff as an example, especially with some of the limited mm-hmm. stuff, you have certain reading gauges that these are supplied in. Mm-hmm. You're saying that, okay, why? Well, great that you're saying that this cigar was made for this specific Vitola, but what if in a smaller Vitola, Corona size, Robusta, or whatever, like what what kind of flavors would that would have been derived from that particular blend? Or it would have been fucking amazing. Right. So so right, like you got to think about it though from from a like, let's just step back for a second and think about this, like, in context, right? So Davidoff has done another 6 by 60 in the year of line. And I haven't had the ox, so I can't speak to it. I haven't right? either. Um, but they did the year of the horse in the 6 by 60 which for a lot of people, no pun intended, is a unicorn. That's a pretty hard cigar to find, right? Wasn't the pig a fat bastard? Too? Yes, and that was, yeah, and that was a 6 by 56 I believe. Um, but not quite a 6 by 60 but I always found the Davidoff smoked much better in the 52 to 54 range or, you know, whatever. But that, what's interesting, though, from, a, from like, a business perspective, too, though, is, like, if you're going to come out with a year of, you can't really come out with the Robusto, for example, and then charge 40 bucks, right? Like, that's a harder sell, I feel like, on people. So I don't know what went into the thought process to make the Vitola 6x60. If it, maybe that's how they felt the, the blend smoked the best in that size. I don't know. But, um, yeah, generally, I, I feel like Davidoff does better with the smaller gauges mm-hmm. than, than the 660s. Yeah. It was... You can always count on them to do something unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. We Never letting that die. Yep, we couldn't let that go, huh? No, no. It's been like a year or two. It's not dying. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I still haven't bought a Davidoff or Avo since that happened. Oh, my God. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, moving, moving right along. Crickets? Moving right along. Yeah. I don't know how we're doing on time or anything, but I'm just going to ignore it until somebody tells me otherwise. Yeah. Keep on going. Keep on going. Uh, yeah. Let's go. We had, we had a question that our buddy Andre asked us, and I think he listens to just about everything on the planet, so he probably knows all of us. Um, he wanted to know what you think about cigar brands that venture out into different categories, so like wine, coffee, all that other stuff. Mm. Do you feel like that impacts the core cigar experience in every case, in some cases, in no cases? What do you think when you see maybe a small brand saying, hey, we're going to do coffee now? Uh, 
I think uh, I think I maybe this is my naivety, but I feel like I see less less information, less content from them cigar wise. Uh, I think in some ways I can appreciate it because it's kind of creating a more holistic lifestyle of everything that might be kind of intertwined with cigars. Uh, but I definitely see less content specifically around the cigars. It's kind of like there, there sometimes there's, it's, it could be a money grab too, right? There's, there's a lot of money that could be made from selling coffees and other things outside of cigars that is either supplemental or could be a pr- another primary revenue stream from them. And I've seen a couple where I see less and less promotions around cigars while they're doing other things. So I would caution in saying I, I think it's a, I, it can be a smart move, but I would caution and say don't do it unless you have the manpower and horsepower from a marketing and operations side to even do it. Look at Chris. That's that's smart, Chris. Number three. And right, you know? good oh, job, Chris. Happened. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you use like um, Tatuaje as an example. You can use um, even Pete Johnson as an example. Uh, you can use Warped as an example. There's examples of where there's the brands continue to thrive, and then there's sometimes where um, attention is diverted to other areas. So I think intentionality is one thing, but I do agree with Chris in terms of like manpower as far as and, and focus on certain things is another. But then again, and you know, we're continuing to mention this name again and again and again on this podcast. Matt, but I with mean, the gen. Matt, come gen on, dude, jewelry. Matt, he completes right. the picture. He has yeah. a jewelry, he has a gin, and then he has a cigar. He Ooh. is focusing on completing the picture and completing the experience of it. So, you know, that right there is a prime example of how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm we- going to disagree with one of your examples, but I'm not going to say which one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which already one. know which one you're gonna disagree with. I, I, mean, I know I which know. one. I know <laughs> almost. Oh, exactly. so, but I... oh shit! He just almost went like this already. So, so Cal, I, I, I said it. I said it, and there's example, but I didn't expound upon the whether or not it worked or didn't work. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the case that makes me wonder. But like with with Matt, like his attention even with everything going on was never diverted away from cigars, which is what we're intentionally focused on. I think Matt almost like, and especially in the example of 2020, like double down. And it's like, I want, this is a community that I'm very much a part of that. I'm appreciative of the connection to the consumer never derailed anything else he was doing and never derailed what he did with cigars. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. That's yeah. so important. But then that goes back to, I mean, you can't even know. I mean, it's, it's, you're doing it for the consumer. Like it's, I don't know. It's, maybe I'm just, um, my mind is going all over the place because you could have a big company. You can be a part of a big company. You can come out with, you know, different multiple things, fashion or liquor or whatever the case be, but you could still lose track of the cigars in the community where we understand, okay, if you're trying to start up another brand, you're you really have to almost be all in. And otherwise almost, you have to you have to be all in unless you have a really good team on hand. Right. You have to, I think that's that's the key. It's you have to have a really good team and understanding of 
who you are and that team is going to drive going to be who you are in that industry along with you. you yeah, know, I don't I don't think diversification is bad. And mm-hmm. again, it goes back to the intentionality around it. And then of course the effort put forth um as it relates to the intentionality. Some can do it and have done it very well. And then there's others who may dip their toes into it and it may not have the same results. Mm-hmm. Right. Follow up question for Danny and Mo. If you guys were to come out with some other thing in your line, what other thing would you come out with? Most would be men's underwear. <laughs> yeah. Hands Probably. Probably. Mo would make a set of free weights. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> Drew's like, I'm in for that. Yeah. <laughs> If you, you know what, underwear. I, I, it, coffee especially is one that it's, it's almost a natural thought um, sure. to, to everyone because it kind of complements the cigar, but it's a completely different world, right? And I, I think if you, if you have a candid conversation with Matt about the gin in the liquor industry and, um, you know, talk about getting your, your teeth kicked in and, and trying to get into that and onto shelves, um, you know, I, I can see it working because one is is kind of independent of the other, right? So it's like, like yeah, you know, he has a certain amount of focus that he can give to his uh, cigars, a certain amount of focus he can give to jewelry and the gin. But as long as like, okay, today is a cigar day and he's 100% in on cigars on Monday, Tuesday's a gin day and he's 100% focused on that. And Wednesday through Friday, because we know that's where Matt makes most of his money is in jewelry, and he's 100% focused on that, you're giving your 100% focus when you're focusing on that particular company that you own, right? Yeah. So I think that, that that's what Matt does really well is, hey, right now, this is a liquor conversation, a gin conversation, a distribution, and, and, and that's where my focus is. And then he makes sure, you know, he, he finishes whatever part of that project that you're working on, and then it's, it's cigar, right? And then... He's, he's good at kind of handling, you know, where his attention, time, focus goes to. So technically, you know, he is having a 100% thought process focus on that part of his business when he does it. I think, I think when people try to use the whatever type of success they may have in the cigar industry, you say, hey, well, I also sell this and I sell this. It's just kind of that's weird, you know, but um, having three legitimate companies that um, and, and doing it right, the right way in all three is, is the caveat or is the difference than, you know, someone that just tries to, you know, put a coffee on their cigar table when they're doing events or mm-hmm. whatever. Right? Yeah. Or a beer or something like that. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. Would it be safe to say with like Danny and Mo that you guys would take interest in something like an energy drink? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I yeah. 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 But I mean, what I mean, what I mean by that is like, yeah, could, could I do a, a, uh, a second company? Let, let's say I made an uh, energy drink, right? Or Red Bull, whatever. Right. But as long as I'm not trying to say, Hey, this pairs really good with my cigar, right? right. And try to, you're basically bastardizing both brands or both products. You know, and say, hey, you know, here's cigars, and then it's a completely different conversation, a completely different industry, completely different customer base. I'm focusing on you over here, 
Um, and then all of a sudden you find out like, oh, he also makes this and then, you know, let the people kind of merge it together right? and not force people to say, hey, buy this and buy that, you know, then, then it becomes weird. Yeah. But I would. So Mo, we're not going to see a soda called Dr. Patina. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, there was, there was an, there's interesting. You bring that up. There's a, there's an outfit in, um, I think it was New Hampshire or something like that, that makes, uh, some sort of, you know, pop, you guys, soda, whatever you want to call it, uh, like custom flavored. So like you can make your own flavors or whatever. And for a while, I thought that would be cool, but like you guys touched upon, man, it's such a fine line between doing it right and then bastardizing your brand. So, you know, that's uh, that makes sense. Twenty twenty two, when you've given up on all your morals, and I think some people will. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> if I do anything else, it'll be outside of the cigar industry, total. <laughs> so. So how many brands, like, I'm now I'm wondering how many, like, I, I'm trying to think of from the top of my head, how many brands actually produce other things other than cigar, cigars, like in, in the cigar industry? So we got Warped, we got, he makes what? Like, he makes wine and... And coffee. And coffee, and then pipe, uh, pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco. And now he has a collaboration with beer. Then we have Pete Johnson with his wine. I thought he stopped Fine. that. You have, uh, you have, um, Caffey. I don't know that he's yeah. still doing it, um, but you have Caffey who does coffee and cigars. Okay. You got Drew Estate. He was making yeah. bourbon. He stopped that though. And As then Zion has coffee in their Cigar of the Month Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else? Then you got Room 101. Then you have. What makes things other things? Jello. What, oh, what, what do they make? The beer. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Protocol yeah. and uh, Foundation don't they have coffees? Um, Foundation yes. has coffee. Yeah, he yes. does have coffee. And then uh, you know, I know that guy, the um, shed that used to own uh, Janice Tabak. He makes a lot of yes. coffee. I think for Drew Estate. Yes. Yeah. He so does. Sh- yeah. Shad does coffee. I actually, just mm-hmm. bought three yeah. bags of coffee from him but he's he's all in coffee oh. now and not in cigars anymore right and then i mean if you look at eli from smoke Young, he does his coffee while he runs the oh, shop. oh yes, yes he, does. he does very good yes. coffee too amazing coffee and chad um, makes great coffee too he sent yeah he so does very good yeah people are actually answering awesome. our yeah. question so we are getting a lot of answers so we got Kazadi who has coffee Yep. Oh. La Aurora has La rum. rum. Yeah. Shit. Didn't Gurkha used to make coffee? I'm pretty sure they did. Who? Gurkha used to who? make coffee. Who was that? Who's that? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, they're not a cigar company anymore. My bad. Uh, wait. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Didn't Fuente make coffee? Too? Fuente did. I think yeah. so, yeah. Protocol had coffee. Roma had coffee yeah. for a little bit also. I did not know that. I didn't know Protocol uh, had coffee. That's interesting. Uh, what about what's his name? Uh, even Coop had coffee. Really? Coop had his own coffee for a while. So does this mean that so we're so all missing smoke. something? Uh, right? Like, are, are we, we missing something? <laughs> Let's get no. into coffee, baby. <laughs> no, what you're missing. What you're missing is that they used to have coffee. 
Yeah, Drew and I did a run of coffee for Sultan. <laughs> they they we stopped did. doing coffee for a reason. Right. Coffee is a commodity. That's got to be a tough one. That's shit. Coffee, and then even even in the the liquor industry, it's it's tough. And tough. That's a tough racket. That's a fucking. That's a. That's a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that tea is wide open. That's all I'm hearing right now. Tea. 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 Let's Ooh. make tea happen. No coffee. Coffee all day, all day, no, every but day. Tea is really great with it cigars. Is. It is. is it? I actually love coffee. I, 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 I love tea as, as much as I love coffee. It's fantastic. Hey, listen, this isn't Europe, guys. Come on, let's focus here. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. All right, Corey. You know, <laughs> Corey. Hey, what's that? Sweet this is America. We throw, we throw coffee off the boat and throw it into the water. I mean, we throw tea into <laughs> tea? the water. Yeah, we throw tea into the water. <laughs> I throw my America. coffee out the, like, to the water. What's wrong with you, Danny? I will throw you to the water. No, I meant the Boston Tea Party. I meant tea, not coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're not, you're, not a, you're not from America. So back in the day, America... I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't want to hear back party. in the day, okay? Oh. I want my coffee every day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex from My Cigar Pack said, Hot Ticket is coming up with cigar-shaped vibrator. Don't know if it's relevant, but it is pre-ordered. And <laughs> I'll tell you this. Hey, okay, Alex, you know you are definitely going outside the box. And is that going to be on your Etsy store? Is yes. It, <laughs> he isn't, I mean, he isn't wrong. He isn't wrong. It's part of the Donger branding. Sure. Is that meant to create a buzz in the industry? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like you it's. Oh, your dad jokes. I, it's amazing. You know what, Muko? I gotta give it to you, man. And you really have to go to all the influencers, huh? Oh, yes, you do. Then they're gonna be really hungry about those. Mm, <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> Wait, you're suggesting all these influencers are women? No, 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 not I at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, actually, no, 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 no. Not you at tell all. me. I'm vibrating right there now. There are baby. no influencers. <laughs> Sound, that sounds like it's thinking inside the box. <laughs> there he is. Conversation real. There he is. Yes, oh, Drew. Drew. <laughs> Woo! Drew comes in with one. Hell yeah. Those in-depth comments from Drew. <laughs> the highlight of my night. <laughs> wow. All right. I honestly don't know where to go from that. I don't know how to get better. <laughs> I think that's uh, it. I think we stop it right there. Nothing <laughs> else is a hard left. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it was great tonight, you guys. You guys. Yeah. So we uh, we're approaching over the two hour mark. Oh shit. And I've I've got to say this. This has been, guys. I'm not kidding you when I say this is like the funnest thing that I get to do with cigars. Like we do the podcast every week, which is so much fun. It's what I get to look forward to every week. This is instead of for this week, um, as I know it is with TLE as well. I don't know if Sultans, you guys are. I think you released podcasts earlier in the week, but. Like for us, this is like, hey, this is what we've put our time and attention to for the week. And, mm-hmm. and I can't be more thankful for not only you guys being a part of it because it's this is what it is, um, but for everybody who's commented and has listened and watched live. It's so amazing. I love doing these. And I, I'm hoping we don't wait seven months till the next one. But I think that from a time frame perspective in 2020 was obviously a really strange year. Um there's so much to talk about. And, I, and I'm sure 
that it would be very easy for us to continue this on for another two hours to talk about content, but I think it's also wise for us to save it for the next one. I, yeah. I totally agree. And I mean, mm-hmm. with you guys, it's, it's, it's a, it's a safe space too. It's, we all feel very similar about, you know, the culture and we're all on the same level and we're all just here to learn and just, you know, just voice our opinions. And we're, we know that we don't know everything, right? It's just, we create, all of us create a space for everybody in the industry. And no matter what you want, you can go to the hot ticket podcast, get reviews. You guys break things down you make it funny. Then you have the, the, the Sultans where you guys talk about everything and anything possible. You take everybody's mind, even though you guys don't give yourself enough credit. You think that you don't have structure. You but may you not, do. you have a normal, con- like you have conversations. It's just like crazy. Just who cares? Let's just talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me get, get, get my mind off of the normal day, daily life. And then you have TLE where we talk about everything and anything more than, you know, other things that you guys talk about. You guys don't talk, touch base on a lot of things that we talk about. So all of us coming together, it's like, it's a big, it's a big family and our listener. I think our, all of our listeners are the most incredible fucking human beings, dude. And the fact that I totally agree with you, Corey, it shouldn't be more than seven months. I think we should do this like once a month, every other month, something, because everybody's looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. The amount of comments that are coming in that we, we're seeing, it's, this it's is incredible. No, we, we, we can't let them down. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. We got to keep going. I think it's so much fun. And, and Danny, don't fucking blame it on TLE because I will fucking go down to Florida and <laughs> set your ass on fire and warm you up with it, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Hey, it's one Jeff, I love reading. you, Jeff. I love you so much. Is she next to you? Is yes, she next yes, to you over there. I love uh-huh. you. I was going to say, Danny, it may be 72 degrees there right now, but once Amy lights a fire under your ass, it's going to be way hotter, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesse will help her, too. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll put it this way, and we can we can certainly end it here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and tuning in, and all the comments. There's a shit ton of fucking comments, like. And which I'm going to read through all of them. I've I've certainly made sure that I've gone through as much as I can, but obviously I've missed some just throughout the conversation. So thanks everybody for listening. This will be available for everybody to obviously go back and watch if they've missed it, which I'm assuming there will be a lot of viewership there. Um, but until next time, definitely thank everybody and thank you guys as well. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you yeah. guys. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thank thanks. Good thanks. evening. See everyone. See you guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>